Okay, Richard Kingsmore with you on 2021. Azuri Ryder made her mark on the music scene pretty fast at the start of 2020. I'm never gonna get anywhere if I don't go. Never gonna find love if I don't show up. Yeah, a really terrific debut single called Dizzy, and it came from a debut EP that she put out not long after. Yeah, 2020 was a pretty impressive year for Azuri Ryder. She followed up that debut EP with another really strong collection of songs. So two EPs last year and also a really stunning like a version. Yeah, in our Like A Version studios, Azuri Ryder there covering Dua Lipa. Now, before she actually launched on the music scene with those releases, she was doing a fair bit of travelling around the world. She actually went for a period of time to the Berklee College of Music in Boston, but she was also going to the UK and other parts of the states like Nashville to write a lot of the songs that you're now hearing from her. It's my But of course, with the pandemic, all of that came to a full stop and it brought her back home. She has been writing. She's just put out a third collection. In fact, Ladder to the Moon is the title track of her new EP release. Keeping up with the world of new music. This is Azuri Ryder, welcome back to Triple J. How are you? Hello, Richard. I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? Very well. Did I see on your Instagram, did you do something this week with Bangara? (laughs) Yes, I did. I'm still on, I feel like, cloud nine billion and nine with with how that went. Honestly, I can hands down say was the most special experience that I've lived. And I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of that and on stage with them. They are pure feeling heartbeats. And I just, yeah, it was the most incredible feeling. Yeah, fantastic. Tell So for everyone, set the scene. What did you actually do with them? Uh, So we were doing, it was for um, Destination New South Wales just released their Feel New campaign and I got the chance to record my version of Feeling Good by Nina Simone with an incredible um, DJ duo called Breathe. And we, yeah, we sent that in, they loved it. And it just happened that basically Bangara were a big part of the visual of the, um, the campaign. And when they were talking about the launch, they kind of asked if I wanted to perform the song live with them. And Obviously, like absolute no-brainer. <laughs> it was such an exciting, exciting thing to to think about doing. And yeah, so we only met the Friday before the launch, had a rehearsal, and but I instantly felt such butterflies in in meeting them. It was honestly like I felt home amongst these humans that tell stories completely through energy and spirits. And I just feel like 
they teach you how to be human. And I, yeah, I'm very grateful to have had that experience with them. And hopefully the people that were watching felt what I was feeling on stage with them. Yeah. Did you have to, did you have to sort of do any choreography with them or learn any dance moves or could you just sort of stand there and sing and then they (laughs) moved around you? Uh, Well, so when I went into rehearsal, um, it was with the choreographer, Stephen Page, who is an absolutely incredible human as well. Um, He basically choreographed this piece around me and I have a dancing background. It's always something that I think dance and music is the most beautiful romance. I think that coupled together is such a powerful expression And so I really wanted to not just be standing there. I really wanted to be a part of it with them and not, again, not have a separation between me and them. It was so important for me that this was a togetherness. And I think that we really achieved that. Yeah. Well, Bangara is such a national treasure. I mean, just such an inspiring, yeah, a great um, theatre company, dance company, the history of the company, everything around it is just so amazing. Anyway, Azuri Ryder is with us on Triple J. Let's talk about you. Now, um, it's interesting, before pandemic, you were travelling around the world. You were going to Los Angeles, to London, to Nashville. Essentially, since the start of last year, have you been just living at home? Yes, I have. Back in my family home um, on the northern beaches. So, this is obviously where I grew up and it's where I first found my voice. It's where I first found my best friend in nature. And so it was also beautiful to kind of come back to that. And I think it really in creating this next chapter of music that I'm about to share, I think it really helped me focus in on that and I guess make it the best that I could. Let's hear Let's hear one of the tracks that we haven't sort of really been playing. It's only just come out this weekend. So one of the brand new tracks off this new EP of yours is a song called Lover Be Brave, which I want to play right now. The first thing I thought when I heard this for the very first time, I thought, oh, those, those drums remind me of Kate, <laughs> Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. Yeah. Did you, did you, did you think the same? Uh, she 100 billion percent was inspiration um, behind those drums. I absolutely adore Kate Bush and she was definitely an inspiration on all levels for this um, EP. So I'm glad you, you yeah. made that connection. There you go. Well, I didn't, I didn't have any other reference point except for just the sound of those drums. I went, oh, that's a little bit like Running Up That Hill, which is obviously one of Kate Bush's best tracks. Uh, we'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk a little bit more about this song in just a moment, but essentially as people listen to the lyrics of this song, are you talking to yourself? I definitely am talking to myself. It was a moment in, I was in London, it was almost so probably about three years ago now, but it was when I was kind of really in in the middle of that going back between London and LA and, and writing. And I'd put so much pressure on myself to feel like I needed to be so on and amazing in every session, in every experience. I felt like I needed to keep proving myself and that I may, if I did something wrong or put a step wrong, that I wasn't worthy to be doing what I was doing. And I definitely had, yeah, I guess a low sense of myself and believing in myself in that moment and scared that if I did show people my whole heart or exactly who I am, that they maybe weren't going to stick around for that. So um, this song is basically about telling myself to overcome that and and to, I think, being open and wild-hearted is the bravest thing you can do. So 
yeah, it's definitely to myself, but I really hope that in people hearing it that they also feel that for themselves too. Okay, fantastic. So was this song actually written three years ago or were you drawing off the experience of three years ago? It was written three years ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I wrote it with Nick Atkinson and Ed Holloway just outside of London. And you still feel connected and close to the song? Completely. I definitely say in Delving Back, so three of the tracks off this EP I wrote around that same time and I definitely have kind of said and realised for myself now that I really feel like I wrote those songs for my future self. I feel like at that time when I wrote them, I still wasn't yet believing what I was saying and it took in coming back to them now during this time to kind of face those experiences and things that I was feeling and believe in them and believe in myself and kind of stand strongly in that. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely actually, I feel like, meaning more to me now than even when I first wrote them. I'm on another road Where the stars hang all alone And the many hands Paint my bones the colour of ghosts No door to close tonight They're squeezing me too tight The other thing you took, you spoke to us just a moment ago about the inspiration for the song. The other thing is the backing vo- vocals. They're all you, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, a, I, you know, I grew up singing in choir. That was the first place I found what music was and what my voice could kind of do for not only myself, but I hope, you know, for, for other people. And I have always wanted to keep that choir <laughs> as much as possible within my music. So any chance I get to like stack harmonies, it's in there. Yeah, because we're going to hear the title track Ladder to the Moon in just a moment. And once again, the backing vocals in that are really elaborate. When you're writing a song, because some some artists actually have this, I've you know, spoken to other artists too, when they compose the song at the same time, they can hear all the backing vocals all, you know, all pretty much stacking up behind the main vocal lead. Is that a little like you when you're writing songs? Completely. It's such a, and it's quite an exciting feeling as well. Cause I think when you're in that moment and, and yeah, you're writing the main song and, you, and it's cause you're like creating that world around it obviously in that one moment. And for me, I think I've always, vocals to me and the lyrics are the core and the most important part of the song. And I love the idea of vocals also holding a line, like as if they're another main instrument, as long as, you know, alongside a guitar or something. I don't want backing vocals to sit in the background. Like I want them to have their moment as well, just like um, the guitar holds their own or the drums. Like, so I... Yeah, I really love kind of creating worlds within that and also making it feel as if I'm not alone in that song as well. Like, even though it's, you know, myself singing, it's it feels 
like a togetherness that once again I hope people want to kind of join in and feel that for themselves and, and come to me and feel that sort of family and community. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they do. And it, and it actually, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, the backing vocals sometimes, they don't have the spotlight. People are kind of pretty unconscious about them even existing, but they actually yeah. support, they actually support that main vocal line so much more than people give credit for. So that's why when I'm listening to this stuff of yours, I'm going, all of these voices in the background, they're so fantastic. <laughs> it's you. like, that's why I wanted to ask you. You mentioned before, you know, you started off at the age of five singing in choirs at school, which your, your parents got you involved in. Um, you don't have any sort of direct mu- uh, musicians and musos in your family, but as your career has developed, have they got really excited for you and the music industry and started asking you a lot of questions and even become involved in your career now? Completely. I mean, my family, regardless of them not being specific musicians themselves, they I grew up surrounded by all the music and they and the support that came along with that as well. They've never once questioned me wanting to live my life this way and express myself this way. And I feel super lucky for that. My brother also does actually have a very beautiful voice. He's more of a shower singer though. Um, <laughs> but, but he definitely also got the gene, I would say. Um, but yeah, they're just equally as excited every step of this way. So I feel lucky to kind of have that support always. And you haven't, um, I mean, your career hasn't given your brother the, you know, the idea or even the sort of, <laughs> sort of giddy up to try his hand at music? He's, well, he's also incredibly passionate and talented primary school teacher and he's beautiful with kids. He has mentioned every once in a while about wanting to do some sort of rap song. So if I can like make that happen, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that where his main is that where his main interest is in hip hop? Yeah, like he when you know my parents are like brought me up on you know Dusty Springfield, Sam Cooke, Elvis Presley. He was like, I got to get hip hop in. Like she needs to know about Tupac and like like <laughs> he came from that angle basically and all the R and B and and soul and stuff like that. So. Um, let him do some hip hop yeah. remix. I can't hear it in my head, but let him do some hip hop <laughs> hip hop remixes of some of your songs and see see where it gets you. Might, exactly, you might, never know. Yeah, you might open up a whole new audience to your music. Azuri Rider has been with us on Triple J. Well done, another great EP to your name. When are you going to do an album? Do you think? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm dreaming of it, Richard. I'm trying to manifest <laughs> that that coming to fruition. I think I've, you know, I feel like I've already there's a few songs that I've already written that when I wrote them, I really knew this is my album. So hopefully in the not too distant future, it'll be on the horizon. That's all right. Well, so far you've done well, <laughs> you know, three out of three, three great EPs to your name. So once again, the new EP is called Ladder to the Moon from Azuri Rider. I want to play the title track, which we've been giving to Triple J listeners the last few weeks. Got to ask you, why are you, why are you shaking in your boots in this song? <laughs> it's not so much about me shaking my boots as I think other people thinking that you'd be fearful or shaking in your boots if you decided to reach outside kind of limitations. Like I wrote this at the start of um, COVID, basically I'd just gotten back from London and I literally was sitting in my bedroom looking out my window and I was thinking, I want to be up in the sky. I want to be up with the moon. And then I was thinking, okay, just because I'm physically somewhere, physically stuck somewhere doesn't mean I have to be there mentally and doesn't mean that my dreams outside this space aren't achievable. So I think it wasn't, and it's not, yeah, it's not directed to any person in general. I think it's another kind of 
inner self song that I hope people can also take for themselves and realise that they too can climb this ladder to the moon no matter where they kind of feel they are physically. We have so much power within our minds and within our spirits that we can get anywhere we want to be, basically. It's getting kind of late, I've lost the time. Give me another way to lose my mind. And baby, take it back behind the line. It's getting hard to breathe, could we compromise? up with the world of new music. This is 2021 with Richard Kingsmill.